The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Good afternoon, morning, or evening, PPC people. This is David Satella with a great edition of PPC Rockstars. Uh, before I start, I want to remind you that the resources that we are going to talk about today in the show are can be found right now on the Clicks Marketing blog. That's clixmarketing.com slash blog, and you'll see the PPC Rockstars page link on the right-hand side. So let's get to our guest. Um, one of the funnest aspects of my professional life, or of my entire life, is the fact that I get to meet and uh, hang out with people that I have admired quite a bit. And my next guest falls strongly into that category. Uh, my guest is Christine Churchill. She's the president of Key Relevance. And uh, I'm going to remind her of, an, of something that happened a long time ago between the two of us. But she, she is... Uh, uh, a world-renowned expert on search engine marketing. Um, she's spoken at every show that every search marketing show that's ever been held, I believe. And um, she also has an interesting back history that goes back further than um, maybe even some of you were born. Although she clearly started when she was a youngster herself, because she's really young now. So, Christine, welcome to the show. Hey, David, you're making me laugh here. Every show on search, I, I'm not so sure about that. I'm not sure anyone Well, everyone I've ever been claim. to. But uh, I, I guess I do kind of have a, um, a long history in search going back to the very early years. Um, I was part of a company called, a little Internet startup called NetMechanic, uh, and this was way back in the in the nineties and uh, I actually started building websites in the the mid nineties ninety five ninety ninety six time frame that 's actually when net mechanic was founded so yeah, well, I guess you could say i 've been in search a while <laughs> talk about net mechanic for a second because um uh, I realized just this week that I was one of the customers of net mechanic, and uh you had well, the company still exists, so you must have sold out and made a lot of money and decided not to retire. Um, so t tell us how that got started and then what happened to it. Sure. Well, uh, I guess I should preface this by saying I probably have the weirdest background of anybody in search. Um, actually started as a missile officer in running computer simulations in the Army and wow. got into the Unix systems, and uh, we worked a lot on silicon graphics back there. and. Uh, in those days, and so I was, I was really into kind of computers in general, um, kind of a, a, a weird techie because I was uh, female in a very much a male environment. I think I was the only woman in my whole group uh, on, on several occasions, but um, I was very much into computers. And so when the web came along, um, I got very interested in just in general what was going on with the web. And my boss walked into my office one day and said, "Hey, can you build a website?" In by next week, and this was 1994, and not, there was not a whole lot of people building websites back then. 
So I got, you know, a couple of books. You know, I think back then there were some books about uh, HTML, learn HTML in, uh, in 24 hours or something. There's a couple <laughs> books like that. Grabbed one of those, just kind of immersed myself in it, and built this horrible, horrible website. And I'm embarrassed to say it's still out there, David. Wow. Um, and the most horrible thing about it is I... I I've seen it in recent years, and they're still using it for this conference. It basically was a conference website, and all the only thing that changes every year is the date, so they keep using it. Um, but it, it's it's quite a disaster-looking thing, spinning globes, you know, everything that was in vogue back then. Right. Um, frames, you know, the whole monster, it was just a beast. Hey, but, hold on for a second. I just remembered that I forgot to announce something, and that is that uh, this show is being taped but will be broadcast li- uh, broadcast for the first time on uh, Monday, March, uh, what's the date? The 9th? Thank you, That's March 9th. Monday, <laughs> March 9th at 4 p.m. Eastern calendars. Time, which is GMT minus 5. And um, Christine and I have agreed that uh, we will be on Twitter to talk with anybody during the show. Uh, this is kind of a bold new Web 3.0 experiment going on here. So uh, Christine and I, uh, if you're listening on Monday, uh, March 9th, Christine and I are on Twitter right now, right at this very moment. You can see the links on the uh, Clicks Marketing blog or just type in uh, at Satella, S-Z-E-T-E-L-A, or at Key Relevance, uh, K-E-Y-R-E-L-E-V-A-N-C-E. V-A-N-C-E. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry about that. Did I get it right? Well, it's the word key and then the word relevance. And relevance right. is K- it's K-E-Y-R-E-L-E-V-A-N-C-E. Sorry about that, David. No problem. You know what? I had to buy that domain name just because everybody spells it wrong. Ah. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's or all least, about keywords. So. At least the Americans. Yeah, anyway. exactly. Um, so does the site, that, that embarrassing site of yours, does that still exist? Oh, it you does, said it's but still I am, are, are you you'd have to, to sit be? on me and like, threaten me for my life to reveal it. <laughs> all right, all right. Anyway. <laughs> you know, one, of, one of the listeners, if you're listening and you're on Twitter, find it and Twitter the, the uh, URL out to the world. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Um, so you, you, you built a bad website, and then uh, oh. how did you get there to NetMechanic? Well, what I, you know, what I discovered in that, that whole process is that maintaining a website is really a pain in the neck. Uh, checking links, check, check, checking your HTML, uh, you know, validating the HTML, um, looking at it in different browsers, all this kind of stuff was just a real pain to do manually. And so I had a couple of friends, uh, my husband and several other friends that were uh, programmers, and basically I complained. And so they were working in the same uh, division, this computer, doing computer simulation work with me. And they wrote some little scripts for me that would, uh, you know, optimize your graphics and make them smaller so they would fit on the page and load faster because load time back in the 90s especially uh, was extremely important. You probably remember those days. Uh, and sure. They, dial- it, was it 300 or 1200 baud dial-up? Oh, my gosh. It was 24. <laughs> It was Ooh, horrendous. Actually, um, you know, I, I look back at those things, and it was a great place to learn about the web because I learned about the importance of HTML validation, link checking, uh, server monitoring. We had to, you know, we used to run around. We had this little uh, tool that we built that basically would uh, ping our servers every 15 minutes to make sure they were up, and um, we actually would know when sites were down before the ISPs would. Um, and so we actually sold wow. that tool and uh, had actually a very strong presence in Europe, which is kind of unusual, I guess. Um, 
but and we had so we were pretty well known back in the late '90s, early 2000s. We actually sold Net Mechanic in 2002 to Keynote Systems. Then they're a server monitoring company and uh, performance company, and they're based in San Mateo. They're a publicly traded company. But uh, okay, I don't know so about they, your they, comment about me uh, getting to retire. I don't think I'll ever get to retire <laughs> in this economy. <laughs> Who would want to? Yeah, Never mind. too much fun. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, I'm looking at the Net Mechanics site and the company overview. Um, so, Net Mechanics sells these uh, tools that help uh, optimize and monitor. Is any of that the original code that was written by you and your husband? Yeah, well, actually, a lot of the original code was um, is still in there. For, like, for instance, the graphics optimization tool, JustBot, um, that was actually written in our back room. That's still pretty much the same code. I mean, they've cleaned it up a little bit. You know, it's um, it, that particular tool hasn't changed a whole lot. Um, the the HTML code we've had several versions of that. Um, so, but it's still um, pretty much where as it was as we sold it. So, oh, wow. um, it's it's. You know, it was, we basically, when we built that, that, that system, was we were trying to make it as autonomous, as, as automatic as that we could. And so, okay, I'm, I want to address the Twitter listeners out there. Uh, send us a tweet if you think it's so cool that uh, Christine and her husband have written code that will probably last through several generations <laughs> and their grandchildren. Well, I wasn't the only, I, I, I actually, I can't take credit for all that code, believe me. Um, we had some brilliant uh, uh, folks that were, were programmers um, working on in that mechanic. So I mean, um, my part was actually my part was actually more driving traffic. Um, I had a, a master's in business at the time, so I was. This was a very techie company. So because I was the the one that had some marketing background, I kind of got thrown into that role. So my job was to drive traffic anywhere we can, and we had absolutely no marketing money at the, initially. So that's how I got into SEO and and then later paid search because it was ways of tra- driving traffic. Uh, okay, so that, that explains a lot. Hey, listen, I want to uh, pick up where we left off in a second, but first we have a word from sponsors that keep uh, Darren uh, in sunglasses. So uh, listeners, please stay with us. We'll be right back. Go behind the scenes of PPC Rockstars with their Facebook fan page. Search for PPC Rockstars Podcast on Facebook now. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Oh, wise master, I've climbed up this mountain to seek your wisdom. Yes, how can I help you, my son? I've traveled far to ask why my business isn't growing. You are on top of this mountain when you should be on topnichenetworks.com. But I need answers. You should be on topnichenetworks.com. Specializing in direct marketing and lead generation as well as list management, topnichenetworks.com has exclusives and leading payouts. They welcome new affiliates with hot offers. We don't seem to get the results we need at a price we can afford. Topnichenetworks.com will work on a performance-only basis, so you only pay for results. TopNicheNetworks.com has the answers that you've been seeking for making your business a success on a performance-only basis. And that's a good thing, because my butt's falling asleep. 
Jeez, another year with no refund from the IRS. I got a nice chunk of change this year. I'm buying a new car and I'm going to Fiji. How in the world did you do that? I got in on TaxBrain.com's affiliate program. And it's easy to make big money during tax season just by bringing them other people paying their taxes. TaxBrain.com? How does that work? With TaxBrain.com's affiliate program, I command a huge payday with their nitro payouts because I get paid for leads as well as sales. That sounds easy. How do you do it? They give me all the tools it takes, like dedicated publisher support, analytics capabilities, custom tracking and creative services, and so much more that I need to make money the easy way. Wow. With 140 million households paying taxes every year, I bet there's no shortage of business all season long. Now you got the idea. Make money off the tax man. How do I find out more? Visit TaxBrain.com forward slash affiliates to find out more. TaxBrain.com, America's online tax service. SEOC.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOC.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOC.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOC.com. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Christine Churchill of Key Relevance. We're taking a little bit of a stroll down memory lane here. Um, We'll get to some uh, PPC tips in a second, but first I want to talk with Christine a little bit more about... um, Now I'd like to branch off into uh, Sempo. any listeners out there who are not members of Sempo, which is the Search Engine Marketing Professionals Organization, uh, look at look at the link on uh, the PPC Rockstars page. Um, it's a fantastic organization that everybody that is, is in the search business should belong to, whether you're in-house or uh, outsourced agency or whatever. So, Christine, uh, I, I've heard various stories about the wild and woolly origins of Sempo. Uh, what's what's your story? Oh, Simpo. Um, you know, the person that gets the credit for getting Simpo off the ground is Barbara Cole, Web Mama. Um, Barbara is one of these people that just, she can walk into a room and electrify people and motivate people. She is a brilliant woman. I, I, I really credit her for uh, getting Simpo started. Um, Barbara is a good friend of mine, and back, this was oh, right about 2002, 2003 time frame, um, we were doing a lot of work together. Barbara's just been a real powerful influence on me in the past. Um, but we were com- we came up with the idea of, of Simpo. She actually came up with it, and it was actually at an SES in Dallas um, back around 2002. And she said, "I'm going to start this this organization, and if you if you're interested, join me." And, I, and so I was I was talking with her afterwards, and we were trying to come up with a name, and um, I'm, I'm going to actually take credit for the name Simpo. Um, it actually cool. got, kind of got inverted, but um, I actually, throughout the, the abbreviation Simpo, you know, Search Engine Marketing Professionals Organization, uh, it got a little bit tweaked in the name in the process of getting it incorporated, but um, 
the actual domain name and stuff is, is actually, uh, I guess I can take blame for the name, but not that that's uh-huh. a thing. But I was on the original uh, founding board of Sempo, and I think it had who, some very noble goals. <laughs> who were the other members of the founding board? Oh, wow, Kevin Lee. Uh, I mean, there was, there was a bunch of us, Brent Tabke, um, uh, Dana Todd, of course. <laughs> I think Dana's, Dana's been a legend there. Um, with, um, Barbara Cole, um, you know, Danny was on the advisory board, uh, so he was kind of uh, in in the area. Uh, Jesse Cercliola, and oh gosh, I'm just you're asking me a question. <laughs> I mean, thought of, thought <laughs> no, that. you're not going to get Jesse um, to forget Frederick anybody. Marquini, I mean, we had there was like nine of us that were on the the board, um, and you know, it was mostly folks that were really interested in taking search uh, to a better level and to getting uh, the word out that we weren't just a bunch of um, um, swindlers, and <laughs> and so it was a very noble goal. And and I I, I want to apologize for not mentioning that people. I'm just really drawing a plank, so don't hate me, people. <laughs> we're going to list. We're, there's a list of the uh, founding members on the uh, BBC Rockstars page right now. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> so okay, that was. Uh, I, I I like what you said about the fact that uh, one of the most important goals was making sure that. Uh, Eventually, the world realized that these were serious advertising and marketing people, not black hat swindlers who were selling snake oil. So, um, how's that going? Well, well I mean, um, at the time, the search marketing industry, and, and, and it still does to some degree, had just a terrible reputation. Um, so, it was really kind of a way to show that we, we were real business people. We weren't just a bunch of, uh, uh, like you said, snake oil salesmen. But it's you know, I, I think it's gone a long way to make it a legitimate industry, and it was just a budding industry at the time, so a lot of people didn't know about it. So what they, what they learned about it was the bad press. So I think Simpo has done a, some, a remarkable job, uh, you know, getting the word out and teaching people about search marketing and that it is a very honorable profession. Well, I think that uh, you're right, and I think that I, I'm really happy to hear what, something I didn't realize, which was that it was such an important goal by the founding members. Um, now, I'm going to try something that I'm, I'm going to watch my Sempo followers, uh, Sempo, I'm going to watch my Twitter followers, uh, because I think I'm, they're going to drop right now. But um, I have observed since becoming obsessed with, uh, with Twitter about uh, five, six weeks ago that... Um, uh, a, a, a large percentage, I might even say the majority, of conversations that go on on Twitter about uh, PPC and paid search and Google AdWords uh, kind of centers on vendors of snake oil, and uh, there are tweets from vendors of snake oil. And uh, it, it kind of bugs me that there's so much chatter still out there uh, that involves snake oil salesmen promising to sell uh, their secrets that made them $4 million plus dollars uh, for only $97. And uh, so noble gold for Sempo, uh, there's still a lot of work to do, I guess my, my bottom line. What, what's your take on that, Christine? Well, I, I think it's true that the um, the people that are noisiest sometimes are the um, are the the ones that kind of the least desire, you know, the least ones you want to be out there in the public. But, I mean, controversy sells. Um, everybody, especially in this day and age, is looking for the easy way um, to get to make money fast. I mean, I think that's, I think we all are kind of uh, have a temptation to look at it. But, you know, there is no free lunch. Um, hard work is really what pays off. Um, I don't know if you, you've read that book by uh, Malcolm Gladwell, Outliers, but 
um, you know, one of the, my takeaways after reading that book was that, you know, hard work is really what has discriminated a lot of the people that have been successes in their certain careers. So buckling down and putting the hours it takes to learn how to do things and, uh, you know, make something of yourself by, by, you know, rolling up your sleeves and doing the hard work uh, is one of the necessary ingredients for, for making it. Yeah, I guess my uh, my libertarian friends would say, you know, caveat emptor, let the bu- the buyer beware. If they don't realize that uh, they're probably not going to get rich if they spend ninety seven dollars, then they deserve to lose that ninety seven dollars. Um, so I can see all sides of the of the uh, of the discussion. I just uh, I just think that there's there's still a perception among responsible business people that what we do is lumped together with the snake oil salesman and I think it to some extent it it uh, dampens the potential of what we do. I, I have to agree and, I, and I'm sure you've had this similar experience David where you get a new client or a potential client in the door and they're telling you horror stories of, of things that have happened to them with somebody else in your industry and you're just kind of like you're saying, I'm not like that. I'm not like that. <laughs> you know, ask one of my other clients. I'm not absolutely, like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and, uh, I think we've, 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 uh, we've made a fine art out of addressing that, um, because basically, uh, I think probably 60 to 75% of the new clients that we get have tried one and up to three or four other agencies or individuals and gotten burned. And, uh, the, the part of the conversation that is always the most challenging to me is the point where, despite everything I've said, including offering references, the potential client says, that's what the last guy said. You know, everything I've heard from you is exactly what the last company or consultant said to me, and they burned me very badly. And at that point, I, I just say, you're right. You can't trust me. You don't know me. Uh, all you can do is talk to my to, to my references that that's all i can offer uh i'm sorry for the pain that you've gone through uh sounds does that conversation sound familiar to you christine yeah unfortunately it's one i've had as well and it's not something i'm I'm thrilled about but it's it's um it's one of those things there's a matter of there's a lack of trust um that's kind of endemic in our in our industry uh from people that are that have had bad experiences and it kind of mars them for a long time it yes. takes a while to regain that trust. Well, uh, to some extent, you've just answered the, the question, you know, how will this uh, dilemma be solved? And it's basically a time. You know, the whole industry uh, is still relatively young, despite the fact that, you know, some of us, some of you have been in it uh, for most of your adult life. Um, and uh, it's going to take some time for the uh, business world at large to uh, see enough evidence that search marketers are trustworthy as a whole before... Or uh, it's embraced as a as a trustworthy tactic or a set of tactics. So that said, uh, we've got a break away for another commercial. Darren needs a new pair of sunglasses. So uh, people, please stay with us. We'll be right back with Christine Churchill. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. 
Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Are your domains locked to the max? If not, your online brand presence and your entire online business could be at risk from Internet thieves. Imagine the damage that you and your company would suffer if control of your domain was lost. Protect all of your valuable domains with MaxLock. From Moniker, your domain asset management specialist. With MaxLock, even if your email accounts are hacked and your passwords are stolen, your domains are protected in your Moniker account. Transfer your domains to Moniker today. Powered by MaxLock. Delivering maximum protection for your domains. Find out more at Moniker.com slash MaxLock. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. SEM Synergy. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. On WebmasterRadio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back. Um, Christine, we, we somehow uh, waxed philosophical. I, I should say I did. And uh, we have neglected to some extent the topic that we were going to discuss, which is uh, expanded broad match, especially Google's expanded broad match. Um, do you want to introduce that? Do you want me to well, just quickly introduce Sure. I mean, uh, basically for those that ha- haven't, uh, are unfamiliar with automatic match, um, automatic match and... Uh, is actually a uh, new program that Google put out last year, um, and it was a way for advertisers to expand their presence online by letting Google automatically adding keywords to their um, this, to their pr- particular um, campaign. David, you were asking about expanded broad match and automatic match, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, well, expanded broad match ex- in the early days, expanded match uh, actually evolved out of the regular broad match, uh, Google kind of turned the dial and made the relationships between uh, keywords get to a point where it's almost kind of illogical. Um, one of my early experiences with uh, expanded broad match came when a client came in the door with an account that they had already established, and he'd been running it. It was actually a, a CEO of a, a steel manufacturing um, company, and this is something I'd... Uh, I was aware that they had expanded broad match. It was the first time I'd actually seen um, where it had actually the individual running the account didn't even know they had been grandfathered into this expanded broad match version. Because when broad match first came out by Google, it was you know a little bit more limited, and, and the logical 
consequences of the broad match made sense. I mean, they, you could actually see with the relationship between the keywords. But when I looked in this guy's account and I was looking at his analytics and we had some tracking on, I noticed that, you know, one of his things that he had done is he put a broad match to the term forge, which, you know, if he's a steel manufacturer, that doesn't seem too far off base. But he put it right. as a broad match. And originally that had been a very effective keyword for him. But over time, after Google you know, grandfathered in this expanded broad match option, um, he started getting some pretty bizarre uh, queries out there where his ads were showing. For instance, I found the word Dolly, um, Dolly Parton is, is one of the words he was getting traffic on. And I went back and I kind of analyzed what was going on. Um, he actually had the word forge, and then Google had done a uh, expanded broad match matching it with the term pigeon forge, uh, which happens to be a small <laughs> town in Tennessee where they have Dollywood, <laughs> which is a um, an amusement park owned by Dolly Parton. So here was a steel manufacturer, you know, showing up for Dollywood and you know Dolly Parton terms and stuff. So it was very bizarre, you know. And and I, I see this kind of thing happening a lot in expanded broad match. And sometimes, you know, I almost think Google has like this dial that they can flip and you know make it go even farther sometimes because some some of the words I see showing up for expanded broad match terms are just, just beyond comprehension. Why, why is this even showing up and uh, why are the ads even showing up for these terms? Um, so it's kind of a, a dangerous animal. So I always, you know, if I see it on in clients, you know, we, we look hard at the expanded broad match. Um, you know, there's some things you can do to kind of protect yourself. For instance, you can um, you know, use longer phrases. Don't, don't put single terms in for expanded broad match. That's just downright dangerous. Um, you know, so usually we'll use three or more words if we're going to use broad match. And then, as you can imagine, David, you know, negative keywords out the yin-yang. I mean, you just absolutely have to have negative keywords and a very mature, expanded list of negative keywords. Otherwise, you're going to have your your ads actually showing for um, some very bizarre terms, and um, it's just not going to be a very effective campaign. And then, then the right. other thing we always tell people, if they're using broad match um, to use analytics, you know, heavy-duty analytics. Um, you know, make sure that your terms are, are actually working. And, you know, if you see broad match terms showing up for really bizarre things, I mean, yes, you can put negative keywords, but it, it, it is really difficult. And if you're a small business, you don't really have that much room in your budget for errors. So maybe perhaps going to a phrase match or even an uh, uh, exact match might be a better option for a client, and especially in this day and age where every click counts. I mean, in this economy, you just there's just very little room for any kind of wasted clicks. It's just sure. painful. Uh, so. You know, one, one thing that I find that uh, some advertisers don't really believe is that people will click on an ad even if the ad is completely different from their search term. So in the example you gave, uh, even if they typed in, want to see Dolly at Pigeon Forge, and the manufacturer's ad came up, some percentage of people would click on that ad. Don't ask me why. Could be curiosity. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and, I mean, and I was seeing will, it in their analytics, the, so I know they were. <laughs> sure. And those clicks will not convert. So basically, that's the problem. It increases the, the spend because people are clicking on the ad that just do not convert. Hey, Christine, we've got to uh, cut to the close now. Um, 
you and I have put together some great uh, links to all of the references that we've seen and written about expand and broad match, automatic match, and, and how to contend with it. Those are all sitting there on the uh, Clicks Marketing uh, PPC Rockstars page, all the all the links to the appropriate resources. And if you're on Twitter right now, Christine and I will will stick around and answer questions about that as well. Um, Christine, where will we see you next? Where are you speaking next? Actually, I'm down in PubCon uh, the week of this week, later in this week, and then I'll be at SES New York um, the week of the 23rd of March. Gotcha. Well, I'll see you there for sure. I'm not going to PubCon, but I'll be all over SES New York. And, and how can people contact you if they want to follow up? Uh, well, you can contact me through Twitter at uh, uh, twitter.com slash keyrelevance, or you can contact me uh, via our website. We actually have a contact form, and there's a, an email address. Or, or actually, info at keyrelevance comes into my inbox. <laughs> ah, secret. Yeah, okay, info well, at keyrelevance.com. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Christine. I'm looking forward to seeing you in a few weeks and uh, having you back on the show someday. Hey, thanks, David. It was a great experience. And always wonderful to talk with you. Same here. And thank you, listeners. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for uh, all the Twitterers for uh, participating in this radical experiment. And we'll see you next week. I've got a really, really cool guest lined up for the special SES New York edition of PPC Rockstars. Stars.